we have a good news report. I think about a lot of churches have reports to the congregation are about things that are being built or, or developed. And those are good things. We could say, hey, good news report, we have a new parking lot from a couple months ago. Hey, good news report, we have new, new doors uh, to the office. That, that was, that's been a long time coming. Good news report, we've got heat on. But the real good news, the kind that we celebrate here at Nielsville with our, our discipleship a process of, of uh, worshiping God and growing spiritually and going out to serve in his name, then we come back on Sundays. We want to celebrate what God's doing. And so good news report, when you see that in the bulletin, that means God has done something really good, something lasting, something special in someone's life. And they're here to share uh, that story. And so we have a very special uh, guest, a member of our church, uh, a dear um, new friend to me. We've only known each other for a short time, and now I'm going. Sheesh. It's not the same on Facebook. We say that, but it's not the same, Christy, right? This is a, a, a woman to be emulated and to, to be uh, someone you can learn from, someone who's been curious, ask, asking questions, learning, seeking out answers, not being satisfied with the pat kind of Sunday school answers that many of us grew up with in church. And uh, she has a story to tell. So would you please give a warm welcome to Mrs. Christy Park. Okay. I know you all will understand my nervous, maybe some tears. So thank you in advance. Um, my story started with a lot of pain, uh, something that I had been living with for many, many years without answers as to why it was happening or what I could do about it. About just over a year ago, I honestly did not know God. I may have thought that I did, um, but <laughs> I, I had no idea. I hadn't asked the right questions before. Um, and mind you, I'm married to a Presbyterian minister's son. But that's just because I like bad boys. <laughs> My life was very much like a pinball machine. I was bouncing up and down from paddle to paddle, from bumper to bumper, just trying as hard as I could to get to the top. To get to the top, whatever that was, I didn't know. But I found myself getting hurt a lot, physically, mentally, emotionally. I was hurting myself because I felt like I didn't have anyone or anything to really rely on. My family was there all along, um, but I had a hard time asking for help. And God was there all along, but I was blind to that. So January 1st, 2017, I was sent a message, a very clear message. God basically slammed on my brakes. He, he shut me down. Out of the blue, he took away my physical strength, my mental capacity, um, my emotional intelligence. He took from me everything that I had relied on to play that pinball game. I know now that this was for a very important reason, but I spent two months out of work and really, really was forced to accept the help that I had been not acknowledging in the past. Um, I learned a lot about myself. 
I had to identify with different things um, other than uh, my job, which had been my identity, which I think of that now, it's, it's kind of silly, right? I got my self-esteem and I got everything from the work that I did. And if I wasn't perfect, if I wasn't doing everything perfectly right, then I was basically dying inside. Again, I'm listening to myself, I'm like, really? Come on. But it was what was true for me. So during those two months, I had the opportunity to take my son, Noah, to pre-kindergarten, which he was going to at uh, DCPM over here. Um, and I had met some wonderful ladies there, one of whom was Mrs. Connie Hicks. And I just started having a conversation with her, and she could tell right away that there was something missing. There was something missing in me. And I needed someone to pull me aside and really figure out what, what that hole was. Somehow, I felt so welcome and somehow loved just sitting with her that I opened up. I opened up about my imperfections, about my failures, about what had happened to me on January 1st, why I thought I might be sitting there. And you know what? She was so kind and so understanding. And to my surprise, thinking about you know, people who attend the church and who know and love God, I, I've always thought of people better than me, you know? Obviously, you guys know more, you know what's going on, you've got it going on, and I just had no idea. So I was surprised when I found out she was also human um, and could relate to some of the things that I was talking about. She gave me some wonderful resources and passed me along to Pastor Pete, which I was like, wait, what, a pastor? No, thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to go talk to someone who is, you know, clearly better than me and tell him about all my failings. But on faith, I did. Called him and set up a meeting. Uh, my husband, John, and I sat down with him. And, and I felt at home. I felt comfortable. He could also relate to my mortality to my being human, to not being perfect. It was really nice, it was really nice to not feel judged, even for all that I was going through. So from that period, um, my family started to come to church here. It was about February of last year. And we just wanted to check it out, see what was going on, you know, meet some people, see if we felt comfortable. And we did, we kept coming back. You know, it took some time to really really get into the routine of waking up early on Sunday mornings and getting out of bed and putting on real clothes and all that. Um, we still have a hard time sometimes, but, but we generally make it. Um, I also was introduced to another guardian angel um, through this church, and that was Jamie Swope. And I have no doubt that she has been a guardian angel to other people in this room. Um, but she, uh, she became my friend uh, confidant. She showed me what it was like to be a disciple of God, to be someone who loves others for everything that they are. So it was through these interactions that 
I started to fall in love with this place. Um, I started to do much more extracurricular activities with them. I went to, we went on the family retreat. I started to go to a women's group. I went to Bible study. That is not something I ever thought I was going to do. But I'm so, so, so glad I did it because I met people that changed my life forever. I was able to find a new perspective. I was turned upside down. I was able to find a new identity that didn't have anything to do with a job or with a, a thing or with being successful in one way or another. It was kind of like going from seeing everything in black and white to seeing everything in color. Everything just got a, a bit brighter. And when I think back on those memories of when I first really started to feel this way, I literally see sparkles like around the side <laughs> of my mind, you know. Um, so it was, just, it was just a wonderful thing. I found love, I found hope, I found people who have good hearts, who support each other, who accept each other, and who are always trying to better themselves in the name of the Lord. Um, when I heard Pastor Pete was leaving, I was sad. You know, he was one of my first interactions with this church. Um, and I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's true. And I told him. <laughs> um, my first thought was, wow, maybe this is my opportunity to quit. Maybe this is my way out of all this church stuff. You know, this, is, this has been hard for me. It's work to, to dedicate yourself to something with all your heart. Um, and I, I don't know why that came to my mind, but it just proved to me that there was something I was missing. There was, I was not ready to commit to Jesus Christ. And after all of these experiences and all I have learned, because like he mentioned, I asked a lot of questions. I did a lot of research. I was pretty candid and honest, as I can't help but be. Um, but I thought those thoughts and even though I feel extremely vulnerable being in this position. You know, I did have my guardian angels on my shoulder, and some of them were in person, and some of them were just in my head. Um, at one point, I thought, WWJD, what would Jamie do? <laughs> and that really helped me to kind of make the decision. So I set up a time with Pastor Pete to, to talk to him before he left, and during that conversation, um, I learned a lot more about myself. I learned a lot more about Christianity. I, I learned a lot more about faith. And I got some really honest answers about some things that had been kind of stuck in my mind. And it became obvious to me, if faith is what I understand it to be, then I have it. And I've had it for a while. I had done my research. I had learned everything I could, and of course, there's so much more to learn. Holy cow, um, you know, <laughs> in studying the Bible. But most importantly, I learned and knew that I had to make a choice. I could choose to wander in darkness, not knowing who I was or where I belonged, or I could step into his light. I could feel his warmth. I could fall to my knees and give myself to him relying on him for strength and support, as I should have been all along. 
So it made perfect sense that um, later that day, Jamie and I had a, a play date that was set up between our two sons, Jason and Jonah, who are like BFF, like forever, um, at, at Monkey Joe's, which is basically child chaos on a stick. I mean, it's totally nuts. It's a bouncy house place. Um, and we were just kind of talking and debriefing about that conversation and, and everything. And uh, it was really clear to me at that point that I was ready to make my commitment. I was ready to do it right there in the middle of Monkey Joe's. Um, not your first choice. My first choice, but not everybody's. Um, so we found ourselves holding hands <laughs> in the middle of Monkey Joe's while the kids bounced around and screamed their blissful little hearts out um, while I made my commitment to God aloud in front of him and in front of Monkey Joe. Um, so I have to say that as difficult and painful and hard and emotional as the last year has been, I am so glad that God put me where he did on January 1st because it led me here. It led me to you. It led me into the hands of God. And, you know, it's really sad that we're losing Pastor Pete, not losing him, but sending him off to do great things somewhere else. Um, but it's the people who make the church, right? And I know now that God has so many great plans ahead for us, as we all do. I know now that we can lean on him. We can trust in him to take care of us to send us in the right direction. So thank you so much to Pastor Pete, to my guardian angels, and to all the friends that I've made along the way. You have helped me to choose life, and my life is so much brighter now. <laughs>